Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game-related topics. Be warned, this show contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. Hi, Mike. This is Dan. This is Mark. This is Jason. This week we're going to talk about what inspires us to make memorable characters, be they PC or NPC, and also what inspires game masters to come up with the stories that they do. I think we should tell everybody up front what we're doing right now. Oh, Yeah, any bizarre sound effects are caused by <laughs> Four Loco in various flavors. Right. Dan mentioned Four Loco in, uh, it was, that was our second show, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because we're going to play some Shadowrun, right? Yeah. That's why so we got that's the Four right. Loco. It was drink- oh, no, yeah, that, was our first, that was our first show. That's right. Yeah. We peaked at the first episode, I'm pretty sure. Our first, yeah. first episode, and now we're uh, actually drinking Four Loco and while we record. We should have just left it at the theoretical stage. <laughs> well, well, mind you, now to give some backstory on the Four Loco, I'm pretty sure it is illegal in our state. What? I, I think it is. So and I'm not drinking any, is what you're saying. No, no, it, it's not illegal to consume. It's illegal to, to sell distribute. It. Yeah. So they're just kind of waiting until they get rid of what's on the shelf. So, so the this person is probably who, like six months old. So the person who brought it, is in trouble. Right, yeah. allegedly. All right. Yeah, whoever distributed it to Did us. Did you bring it across state lines? No. Oh, my no, God. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't any state <laughs> It's a federal offense. Oh, shit. Where's the bandit when you need him? <laughs> the bandit, yes. The new Smokey and the Bandit movie will be smuggling Four Loco. Bandit, we want you to bring some Four Loco from Missouri to Illinois. That totally just happened. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit inspires Jason to what end, I don't know. Rigger, Shadowrun. You would watch Smokey and the Bandit to get inspiration for a rigger. If I was playing the right kind of rigger, yeah, why what not? What kind of a rigger would actually, that be? Actually, a redneck The Bandit rigger. is also a kind of a 20th century Han Solo. Everything what? harkens yes. back to Han Solo. Or maybe Solo. Jerry Reed would be Han Solo in that movie. Yes, and right. Flash would be... Flash uh, would be Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> Which means that... Sheriff, what the hell was the sheriff's name? Buford T. Justice. That's Buford T. Justice. Yeah. Buford T. Well, Justice would be what, Boba Fett? Yeah, because they're about yeah. the same level of coolness, in my opinion. <laughs> We're going to have to address the Boba Fett issue in some the, future episode. When, when we do the cliches, I yes. think. What were we supposed to be talking about? Uh, here we go. What inspires you to make a character? Do you go through a certain ritual? How many characters have you made inspired by other things? Things like that. I'll kick this off. And it took us years to develop this. We ran into the problem of never having a miniature to match our character. Right. So I started going in reverse. I find a kick-ass miniature, and I build a guy whose attitude, I believe, it, you know, exudes from the miniature itself. Like okay, the pirate I'm playing right now is an awesome Jack Sparrow-esque kind of pirate-looking guy. It's a Tales of War line of miniatures called Ron and Bones. It's a pirate game, and his name is El Marquez. It is a kick-ass miniature. It's the best but pirate have, miniature ever made. But you have two minis for your character. Yes, the other one is... Uh, a guy named Warner Clock, who is known for sculpting the best female miniatures like ever. Yeah, for Reaper. And for Reaper. He has his own line of miniatures called Freebooter. It's a whole line. Okay, yeah, he's, yeah. He's now turned it, into, uh, he's turned it into a pirate skirmish game, and it's the Imperial Noble Captain is who I use as Vic when he's cleaned up or when he's a captain. And in the this future. is... This is Werner Clock. His name is Werner Clock. I, I you don't sure that's know. not a pseudonym? It's, no, no. It's, no, it's like K-L-O-C-K-E. Yeah, he's... I, he's you sure he's, he's not a member of Death Clock? Werner Clock. He may be. The yeah. second <laughs> reference to Metalocalypse on our uh, show. Dan, I would consider you as our painting guru here. Fair um, enough. Thank you. 
God, let's I, kiss his ass a little no, more. I was it's the say, one thing I really do well. What I was going to say is maybe on the website you can feature some of your photos. Yeah, I've tried. Every time I take a, a picture of a miniature, it looks like dog shit. You need a good, good uh, camera, man. I do need a better – well, it's lighting is the problem. I know for me, at least for some of the characters that I've played, I know I'm fine. Han Solo. No, I wasn't going to talk. I wasn't going to talk about him up front. Oh, yeah. You don't. You don't lead. You don't. You don't. You don't, you don't, you, you don't lead with your ace. I'm going to lead with my best. I am inspired by actual Earth history. Two particular aspects of Earth history, and that would be, or rather, culture. And that would be Viking culture and Native American culture. Hence, Quato. Quato. Yes, Quatamoke. And I've played a few other characters that are Native Americans. So I've played quite a few characters that were Vikings. Or Viking-like, and I'd be playing Greyhawk. A few of my characters have been from uh, the Thalonrian Peninsula. Well done. Valkon Dane, my favorite character of all time, was obviously inspired by Vikings and worshipped Odin, per Mike's permission, that I was allowed to import them into Greyhawk and well, use it's, them. Well, it's easier, I think, to get into character if you know a little bit more about the culture that they're from. Oh, Does, definitely, yeah. Doesn't the Barbarians have an Odin-like god? Uh, Vatun. Vatun, yeah. Vatun. What movies inspired i mean some of the obvious ones that i can think of we're going to play star wars you watch the star wars movies you, you know or you watch the cartoons you could even play the star wars video games to get you know when i gear up for star wars i watch the ewok christmas special and that's why your star wars games are awesome hey, the, the ewok christmas special or oh, sorry the wookie christmas special or the whatever wookie, yeah. I, i've life, actually never seen it that was making a joke day. oh i watched it when it was when it broadcast live the first time yeah <laughs> that's I what remember I had, that stuff you set the bar low enough you can't trip over it and i i, <laughs> I, for, I for a long time thought it was just something that i imagined Imagined. And then I realized one day I read I, an I, article that it I, was real. I, no, dude, it was a conversation that I had with you. Was that what it was? Yes, because like in I junior re- high or something. It was later than that because we were having this conversation, and I was like, I started talking about the Star Wars Christmas special, and your eyes got big as saucers, and you went, "That was real." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a dream. <laughs> it was more of a nightmare for George Lucas, I think. But <laughs> did it make him money? I don't it, think so. It put a big smile. I on think his it's face. making some bootleggers some money. I know yeah. you can find it at the con when you go. So just give it time; right. it'll be. Re- Released on uh, Blu-ray 3D. No, I think know, George Lucas is doing around. everything he can to make that wiped from the earth. Some more obvious ones, of course, would be like Lord of the Rings. If you're going to play D&D or whatever fantasy-based role-playing game. Serenity kind of goes hand-in-hand with Star Wars, Conan, Avatar, Tombstone, Alien. Those are your nerd touchstones when it comes to... Tombstone? Know, That's a nerd touchstone? If we're playing only a Western game. Old West. Who doesn't want to play Doc Holliday? I, I would I think mean, that anybody who finds themselves playing an Old West role-playing game would not define themselves as a nerd. It's a role-playing game. It's a role-playing game. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll have to work in Old West role-playing games into the geek hierarchy somewhere toward the top, is what you're saying? <laughs> I would think, yeah. Probably. I think it would yeah, probably be like just a, a step above like uh, Civil War reenactors. Because essentially they are LARPing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They're, they're totally LARPing. LARPing. Totally and they don't, and they LARPing. don't even but, know it. Well, they're LARPing. And, or is that cosplaying? Well, no, they're, they're LARPing because they're actually acting out their death. They're supposed to actually fall down when their cue comes when up. When it's their time, yeah. Right, right. right. It's not something where they could live this time. No. When they reenact a famous battle, the, you know, the Gettysburg, let's say, we all know the outcome of Gettysburg. And we have you know detailed histories of exactly what happened at Gettysburg. So they don't have the multitudes of thousands of dudes to do it and they've maybe got like a couple hundred guys so they can do a look like little bald knob or whatever it was called little, little round top little round top little bald go. knob that's little a completely knob. different that, thing yeah. that is a character for Jason <laughs> waiting to happen little, yeah. little bald knob <laughs> little bald knob sounds like midget porn <laughs> yep. uh, um, well I have seen some Civil War reenactment here in town which I think is bizarre because there's no Civil War battle that ever took place anywhere near here or at least not within you know, 200 you miles could, I would think you could 
it's an excuse to sell kettle corn. But there you go. Kettle corn. And they got some good stuff there, sure. too. But anyway, they take turns. One side wins, and then the other side wins, you know, from year to year. And it's the same guys that do it every year. And it is interesting. And I tried some, uh, we call those crackers that they ate. Hardtack. Hardtack. I tried hardtack last year. Not good. No. It was not good at all. No. It's not Limbus bread. Uh, no, not Limbus no. at all. It was uh, tasteless and hard. Hard tech. Yep, hard tech. Okay, so along these lines, um, the last campaign we played before Greyhawk right now, we played Mutants and Masterminds. Correct. I drew my character, well, it started out as an attempt at a, a combination of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory and Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. I remember you. When he was a you know a young teenage, you know, he's a teenage super genius inventor type. And Reed Richards. I remember when you first... Reed Richards was too cool for the guy I was trying to make. <laughs> I remember when you first came up with the concept yeah. wasn't it a dream or a vision you tend to work from something visual yes I, I had a vision of dexter and sheldon having a conversation they were arguing about i can't remember it was something to do with string theory it was after i had watched an episode of big bang theory and i just kind of interjected it's like dexter would totally fit into that dynamic the hero clicks that you used for your guy was right up that alley too that came yeah. from eric's pile oh hero click yeah, i have no idea what you're talking about every time he says dexter i think of the uh the oh, Showtime show. Yeah. Yes, the Showtime series where serial he's a killer. serial killer. Yes, a cross between Sheldon and that Dexter would be <laughs> very odd. We will leave that for Cthulhu. And obviously my inspiration for that playing that game was the movie Jumper. That guy was the bomb in Jumper. <laughs> Hayden the, Christensen. Best character Hayden Christensen's ever played. I, actually, he was in a movie where he played like a Darth banker. Darth Vader? A banker. No, he never played Darth Vader, if I remember correctly. <laughs> no, he did, unfortunately. No! No! He did wow. not. Let's go around the room. Mike, Where? what do you draw inspiration from whenever you're writing a campaign? Depends on the genre. Okay. Well, something that we have talked about before. You had a particular inspiration musically when you came up with a horror-based D&D campaign. <laughs> yep. Uh, I wrote a uh, horror-based campaign once. It wasn't Ravenloft, per se, but uh, while I wrote this adventure, I listened to King Diamond. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. And this was, we're going to say, oh. roughly 15 years ago, plus or minus, roughly, to kind of date it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What game was this? This was Greyhawk. Yeah, it was, what, what was the but name Smythe? of it? Smythe Keep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yes. just listened to that over and over and over to get in the mood to write. Was it a particular album? or was I it, can't remember I don't, the name of the album. I don't really think I was heavily involved in the Smythe Keep campaign. I think that was more broad. Brian than really than No, that me. was you two guys. It was obviously centered around Brian's characters more uh, so well, than Well, that's because he was star that's of the show. Neither here nor there. Well, I think I was probably <laughs> not as available as Mike was at right. the time. I'm glad you mentioned that because linking things to certain songs, then when you would hear those songs again, you would think back to oh, listen definitely. to that. Just um, saying the word, though, reminds me of the campaign. I designed an entire Shadowrun campaign while listening to the trilogy by Marilyn Manson. Those three albums I listened to constantly when I was coming up with Is that why people kept dying? No. That kind of put me in the, the frame of mind that I wanted to be in while coming up with that. And I've done that with other things, too. Personally, I think that if I'm coming up with something for D&D campaigns or characters or whatnot, you can listen to any kind of soundtrack. Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart, the Conan soundtrack. Mm, definitely. The Conan we used to listen to Conan all the time when we were kids, didn't we? Definitely. Right. Pop that tape in and play it when we were... Yeah. I even have the uh, soundtrack from the online game. Which is really good. Yeah, and that is really good. Yeah. I listen to that still. Anything by Ronnie James Dio. Oh, yeah, yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that, that can get you inspired for D&D. Uh, Three Inches of Blood is another personal favorite of mine. I actually like listening to Rage when we're uh, playing Shadowrun. 
Like, I like agree. on the way to Shadowrun, I like to listen to that. I think we yeah. got into the habit of that when we were driving yeah. to the games. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Some other good ones. I know that uh, Dan turned me on to this one. It's uh, The Prodigy. Yes. Listening to that before. It's great for Shadowrun. Any cyberpunk, yeah, high intensity. Yeah. Or Chemical Brothers or Crystal Method. Something like that. You know, any of that type of music. And to go with that, you need to check out the Tron soundtrack for the new Tron movie. I still it's haven't amazingly seen it. amazingly good. I still haven't really? seen that either. Is it good? Jason, didn't you see Tron in the theater with me and Mike? No, sir, I did not. What did I've you see with the... Movie. Oh, you, we saw Sucker Punch. Sorry. Yes, Sucker Punch. Fuck, I missed Great Sucker movie. Punch. Yes. Great movie, Mark. For me, some of the movies that I have watched in the past to get inspiration would be Where Eagles Dare. That's a good movie. You know? What uh, what oh. adventure was that? It was a long time ago. Oh, okay. I watched it, and I was like, I really like this movie. Swordfish. That's another one. Mm, yes. I mean, Where Eagles Dare. Who's in that? Lynn Eastwood. Yeah, I was thinking Iger sanctioned for some reason. That could well, be an I inspiration think, for I mean, all of these movies, books, whatever you want to draw inspiration from, you're going to see the same archetypes over and over again because there aren't that many archetypes for character development. That You're going to see the Han Solo, you know, the hooker with a heart of gold style right. character. You're Wait a minute, see- are you saying that the characters I play in Star Wars are cliche is that what you're generally saying? they're prostitutes is more along <laughs> what the i don't play prostitutes well no you don't charge so then they're whores what? is it wrong right? to uh, be inspired by something and then make the exact character for it i, I think for it's example, a, at that point it's not an inspiration it's disingenuous it's a, hold on it's Mark, an homage mike has a thought conan the barbarian and you play conan i i, w- I think it's kind of disingenuous you know you're roadhouse doing roadhouse you play dalton well first off the name would is do dalton. that it is just. I know. I know somebody level. that would do that. I, we know someone who did that. Yes. Is he at this table? No, he is no, no longer with us. He's at the gamers table in heaven. He drew inspiration from movies quite frequently. Yes. I remember one time it was right after I got out of the military and the Disney Three Musketeers oh, had yeah. just come out. He was D'Artagnan. And yes, he wanted to. <laughs> Even worse than that, he had another one named No Shit, Errol Flynn. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even named after. I mean, it'd be like me playing a a uh, smuggler pirate captain right named harrison ford (laughs) 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 he he just went straight for the actor (laughs) in his mind of course it's he's trying to harness that interest it's easy to focus on a certain type of character if you name it that character right i guess the greatest catch-all character then would be patrick swayze (laughs) the second greatest actor of all time patrick swayze never made a fantasy type movie Parker howard Rutger Hauer, yes. Name your character Rutger Hauer. uh, I think Brian did that, too. (laughs) Yes, after watching, uh, what is it, Blood and... uh, Flesh and Blood. Flesh and Blood. Blood. But what was the other one? El Cid. No, the one where they were... It was a... Lady Hawk. No. Lady Hawk's also awesome. Flesh and Blood was the the Renaissance-era movie, right? No, Flesh and Blood was the spit, spit, spit. Spit. Yeah, the the Renaissance movie. That wasn't Renaissance. No. What was the movie that Rutger Hauer made where they they played that weird game? Vincent D'Onofrio was in the movie and Joan Chen. You're thinking of Hobo with a Shotgun. uh, They played some weird game uh, where they had to take a dog's skull and put it on a spike. Right. No, that was the Blood of Heroes. That's that's what it was called, the Blood, blood of Heroes. Of Heroes. Yeah. Okay. I, I vaguely remember to that. To Mike's point, and that inspired your character in what way? Not me. It was it inspired Ooh. Brian. Brian was oh. somebody that was inspired by Rutger Howard. That's right. So what was the inspiration? It just to say Lady Hawk. Yeah. Lady Hawk, yeah. 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 What fight. was the inspiration for Mortellan? Well, Mike, uh, Mortellan was uh, originally Mike character. Oh, it was? And he took up the reins? Right. Yeah. Oh. That was, is, yeah, that was when we started playing the old characters again. We, like, kick-started the characters again started playing them again. I played Night Shadow, essentially, again, named him Valcon Dane. Eric actually was away at the army, but we resurrected his Conan character. And then Brian had to play somebody, but since he didn't really have somebody to play that he played before... 
he started playing Mike's guy. Ah, got right. it. So, but he really put his own stamp on Mortellan, I think. In a way that only Brian could. <laughs> right. <laughs> Flying ships, whorehouses, bottle cities. Well, I don't know where he got the inspiration for it either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can actually derive inspiration from another person, another gamer. That's called I, stealing from your friends. No, no. I'm talking about, okay, like we were saying that our friend, he had played one of Mike's characters mm. and then put his own stamp on it. I did that with one of Mike's characters at one point. I remember when we were talking about doing this, I said it was right when the first From Dust Till Dawn movie came out. I based his re- relationship with his twin brother just like the Gecko Brothers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And the funny thing was that my character was pretty bland, but the brother character was secretly killing people. I was covering it up the whole time. And the, the brother character was an NPC, and he was based off of Richie Gecko. And Quark from Deep Space Nine. Wow. <laughs> That's an interesting mashup. Well, and the reason. Who, wait a minute. Who are we talking about? Because I'm confused. I was now. playing Calic. And, uh, okay, that's I what I thought. A, and I had a twin. Well, he was a twin brother. He turned out to be a clone of my character made by the Egg of Coot. Malformed clone. Malformed yes. clone. And, and that campaign ended when Brian found out that my character and his character were brothers. Yeah, that ended and it he, real he, quick. He didn't want to play anymore. Some other inspirational that I've gotten like that. I made up a character uh, that I had mentioned uh, before who was a halberd fighter that I kind of based off of Kurgan from Highlander. He didn't have no halberd. No, he didn't. When I see Kurgan in my mind, that's how I saw this guy act. Thank God Kurgan didn't have help. Uh, Yeah. I want to make a badass motherfucker named Clancy Brown. (laughs) Is it wrong to make a character based on uh, one of your friends? (laughs) I know you've done that. Didn't you actually make a character based on Greg? It wasn't even based on Greg. It was Greg. That's the exact example. (laughs) (laughs) What game was that for? Vampire. Would you look to him and say, Greg, what would you do? He was Um, running it. He was running the game, and you made a character based oh, on him. him. Yes. That's how right. deep can you go? Uh, it was pretty funny. Jason could make a character named Kevin Costner. Yes, he could, and he could be from any movie. He would, and be, why not? He plays the same character every time. He would I'm be saying. a ranger who threw balls, <laughs> right? Who threw two balls? Yeah, white, white balls, baseballs. Oh, he baseballs. makes baseball movies oh. or you know, or, or post-apocalyptic right. cowboy movies. Right. Fish Postman movie. Fish Postman. <laughs> you know. I watched The Postman last night. I'm it's a good flick. It's okay. Okay. So, all right. of all the Postman movies, it is the best. Some other inspiration. My character, Bob Shalhoun, was actually inspired by many different things. Charles Manson. No, no, not at Jeffrey all. Jeffrey Dahmer. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> to, to, to qualify this, when we first started that campaign, uh, we were playing in Jason's basement when he was uh, still living at home. Really? Yes. Yes. Seriously? Yes, those are the, we refer to those as the tattoo adventures because all our characters had different colored dragon tattoos on their arms, and it was it was all of us, including uh, Pat. Pat played all, then also. That's really more yeah. than yes. vaguely gay. God, we're okay. going back like yeah, it's a long did, time. Did, ago. did you all have little butterfly tattoos on your ankles? That's too? Going back yeah, like fifteen no. years ago, right? So anyway, this character was made then, and I remember telling Mike. The cover of the it was the cover of the player's option spells and magic book had a long bearded wizard destroying a castle with flame, and I remember telling Mike I want to make a guy who does that I want to be that guy and that's how I started him and then of course inspiration changed as the character was developed I'll uh, say his name itself was uh, an homage to my dad. Because he played Ultima Online and had the character of the same name. He used that right. name all the way back to Diablo, if I remember correctly. You, you're right. Yes, yes. It, was, it was first Diablo he would use it. My dad is very much an online game player and has been forever. So 
one of his characters, I liked the name, and I cha- actually changed my character's name to that when he had changed his identity. And then it goes on to when it got to the point where I was really starting to get into the character itself, the Diamond Head song, Am I Evil? I would listen to that all the time. Actually, it was the Metallica version. But, and the and answer would be, yes, yes he is he evil. Was. And yes, I am. And then also, the way he interacted with the rest of the group was based off of uh, Salieri from Amadeus, where he acted like their friend the whole time. Right. And then really was, was plotting, against, plotting them against them the whole time. And using them. And using them. Yeah. yeah. Well That's, done. Yes. Well done, dick. <laughs> yeah. Butthole. I, I would like to say I was not a part of any of that. So, I was, but I got the... You came in a little tail <laughs> You know, I, was, I had the ultimate last laugh because I double-crossed everybody and got the fuck out of there. You were just lucky. And Dan, might I say, you're lucky and you missed out because it was fun. Well, I will say I briefly played a uh, like a Roman legionnaire style character as that was uh, Mortellan Squire for like two sessions before <laughs> I had to go away to a college. A Roman legionnaire that I was... have the miniature to prove it. He's somewhere. <laughs> really? I yes. Don't remember that nice. at all. Games so. Workshops, uh, Lorenzo uh, uh, Lamas uh, Legion Lupo. or whatever. Yeah. Lorenzo Lupo. And yeah, those were some adventures where the original character that I played was, I think I named him Owen. Owen! Owen. And I got tired. Then that's why I got tired of playing. Owen loves his mama. <laughs> Owen loves his mama. That's, that's why I got tired of playing that <laughs> There's character. There's an autonomic trick. Yeah. <laughs> Owen's fat and he didn't have any friends. But, Owen uh, doesn't have any friends because he's fat and he's stupid. He's fat and he's right. The other reason was... Brian made his guy, and Brian's guy was a badass, and I wanted to make my guy just like his. So we went from having one tank in the group to having two tanks in the group, because I basically patterned my guy after his character, I mean, to the T. When you say pattern, you meant you copied his shit. Oh, yeah, I just just changed his name, yeah. He was ethnic compared to Brian's character. Any other thoughts on inspiration? Uh, I have a character I'm playing right now that was inspired by tabletop minis. Okay. I play a lot of Warhammer 40k. I play orcs. I'm currently playing an orc in uh, Rogue Trader. I would probably never roleplay an orc otherwise if I wasn't so uh, into the, the orcs in uh, tabletop minis. Where are you playing Rogue Trader at? Monday. When did you start doing that? Uh, two weeks, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, three. Oh, what yeah. were you playing before? Uh, my homebrew. Oh. I didn't know you started playing something different. Yep. Hey, by the way, fuck you then with your rogue trader. <laughs> <laughs> it's Woodside. Woodside's running it. Yep. Oh, never mind. That It'll would be. suck. It's only going to last another three <laughs> weeks or something. Yeah. And he's going to be hearing this. So which oh, special yeah, character is he based off of? Fuck you, Woodside. Uh, orcs in general. <laughs> oh, just a general orc. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a burner boy. Okay, I'm on board with slash, this. Slash uh, mech boy. Nice. Right. I don't nice. think I've ever played Rogue Trader. He was. It's, we've, ne- we've never played it before. You wouldn't <laughs> really know the orc mindset for Games Workshop if you didn't play orc right mini makes right. sense That's, you really do have to know the codex and things like that to really kind of understand because orcs in 40k are completely different yeah. than orcs in any Wait. other setting. And you have to be willing to accept getting your ass handed to you every time you play, too. Well, like, that's, that's only Mike. They're, orcs are actually a really good army. Oh, really? Is <laughs> that true? It's true. <laughs> my impression of orcs is that they suck. Maybe Check the internet. You can't pleasant. believe everything Dave says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have been inspired by other things, too. Other literary works. Comics? Like, not so much comics, really. My Mutants and Masterminds. I mean, well, I mean for uh, Mutants and Masterminds, yeah. But like for How about Edgar Rice Burroughs? Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yes, I was just going to say that, Mike. I have played a Tarzan-like character I named have, Tarzan. Yes, I was going to say, I still have the character sheet. Tarzan-like character. And his his Tarzan. imagination is so deep. I do have a good imagination. No, obviously. The, the character I'm playing now, I've based partially on 
Melville's Moby Dick character, Quake. Quatamoke, that's the character. I'm sure. Talking about, so it, then you should be. That was the idea. Fighting with a spear, but I just because I that's what brother just it's inspired doing. by doesn't mean that's I have to, the, uh, to the letter. Tattoo. Yes, My character's that, tattooed. That's a very good point. He is. Yes, he is tattooed. Yes, he is. But I it, don't ever remember him bringing that up. That's a very good point because you draw inspiration from something. You don't necessarily have to completely copy it. No, agree. Because that would be lame. My last Mutants <laughs> Masterminds character was uh, inspired by. Uh, the Constantine movie, in and of the fact that uh, you mean Keanu was, Reeves, it was not nearly as good as it should have been. <laughs> you you could so. not do a true Constantine movie. I think, given what they could do in a marketable movie, I think they did okay. Maybe I, they probably could have recast the lead. Yeah, as probably like anybody. even just like Dennis Leary, he could still be American. I wouldn't have cared as much as that like anybody been, but Keanu that fucking Reeves. I was trying to think of who would be good. That would have been cool. I'm glad you brought Mutes and Masterminds. That whole campaign I wrote was based off of uh, pop culture, TMZ, yeah, you know, right, Twitter, tabloids, you know, anything the my I phone. get my hands on. Yeah, how often the are you going to draw inspiration from TMZ, right? Which stands for Three Mile Zone, Mike. I don't know if you know that or not. True story. Why would anybody know that? <laughs> yeah, well, seriously. What the fuck does that mean? Because I am related to someone who is heavily steeped in celebrity worship. We'll say. You mean a stalker? No, no. Well, I mean. Just uh, somebody who, who follows that shit and thinks yeah. it's important. What are you Eric's about? shirt just reminded me of another adventure I wrote based off of that was inspired by something. Yes, I wrote a, so I wrote a campaign one time. Yes, I remember that Dan I, was involved. Very in. very briefly, <laughs> I uh, yes, I got to play. You know what I'm talking about? Please, yes, please I got elaborate. To, no, I was playing an elven archer who also. Was oh yeah! Infested with Tyler Durden. That was awesome. <laughs> I had yeah. a split personality that I didn't know about, <laughs> and right. I don't think I did either. He that, had, he had a buddy that. that only he saw. I remember yeah. that, and you didn't catch on for the longest time. I, had I an, didn't I, either. <laughs> I had an idea, but I just kind of, I kind of ran it was with one it. Of those things. I remember you were hurt. In I, a, in I eventually nearly committed suicide because I was doused in oil and I was about yeah, to set fire to myself. And then I went to college. Well, yeah, the plan behind that was I wanted to get you with uh, one of your favorite movies. Well, not only that, but I was, because I, I, at the time, got to play so infrequently, I was the only one that you hadn't screwed with yeah. to that time. Right. So I just had to pay my dues. The only character from that came the campaign that I remember was Mark's Bizarre Dwarf. Well, I don't think Mark no, played Mark this. Yeah, he died in the first adventure from a chain basement. Was that a different one? Completely different. That was the other time I got to play briefly. (laughs) You're thinking, you're you're thinking about uh, uh, Mark's dwarf that was flayed alive by uh, By chain chain demon, chain demons, a miniature chain demon, as I recall. I would like, (laughs) I would like to point out that I got to play twice over the course of about. Ten years with you guys, <laughs> and the first adventure involved the chain demon both times. You're stuck in a fucking rut, Mike. <laughs> no, no, Dan. He's yes. found his groove. Yes. You have no yes. idea. As you get older and you start, we've been playing for a long time. It gets a little bit more difficult to get it's, inspiration. It's hard to come up with with new ideas or things that you haven't done before. That's why I like to system jump. Yeah, and I think yeah. that does help. That's generally what I do with the first. You know, when we sit down to play a game, you know, that's the first thing I think of is like, what haven't I done before, or what haven't I done recently? It's almost gotten to the point where I have gone back to play just basic types of characters. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I, with with Captain or soon to be Captain Vic, hopefully soon. I, I started out with you know everything is so cliche, and I was like, okay, well I'm full on. Let's just do these. This guy is all cliche. 
Right. You know, why not? The whole Mutants and Masterminds campaign was cliche. Oh, shit. And we we enjoyed it. We kind of went into that thinking there's going to be an element of tongue-in-cheek play. And it's hard to do that in a campaign or a game where people are supposed to be taking it very seriously. If you play a tongue-in-cheek character... Very, Call of Cthulhu tongue-in-cheek. That wouldn't uh, work, I don't think. A, a Benny Hill-style Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it depends on the game system. But I'm talking about if somebody's running a serious game, and they, right. they're taking it very seriously, and you come in with a guy who is Boba Fett, or you come in with a guy who is just... Uh, blatant ripoff of another character and you're not taking his game seriously that is very offensive yeah wait a minute slightly disrespectful i think i'm offended okay yeah i mean you do that every game not not every game but definitely the ones in recent memory definitely when i play star wars i like to play the han solo character well see that that, that's almost a given though i mean i'm not talking about we've adapted to that but i'm comfortable playing that kind of character and i don't think i've played every han solo type character exactly the same way I mean, you could say that Han Solo is different from episode four, five, and six in each episode. Well, yeah, that's because they exactly edited him same. different. That's not okay. So they edited him they differently. Totally, they totally changed so the character. What? But I've played the character differently every time I've played him. I haven't played him at all exactly the so same. So you way. are saying you have gone through a George Lucas edit? Fuzz, my first Shadowrun character was inspired by a mini that I had. It's the that. only way to go. That way you already have the mini. Yeah, so it was the first time I'd gamed with a mini, I think, was uh, third edition D&D that we'd played just immediately before. And I just happened to have a uh, an Eldar scout. It was an Eldar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much time wasted looking for minis that yeah. fit your character. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I made this guy well, who I, fights with this obscure weapon, and he wears this other more obscure kind of armor. Let's go find a mini for that. Right. It's impossible. Yeah, so I, I, I made a elf street Sam based on the Eldar Scout miniature that, miniature that I had. He was right. an elf? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember <clears> that <throat> at all. There is a reoccurring theme here. I'd just like to point out here. Just I don't know. I draw my inspiration from lots of different places. Sometimes it's just before. It's like, you know, what's, what haven't I done ever or recently? How about your epic bard? Epic bard? That epic bard's name was Tyler Durden. <laughs> and, uh, I don't remember him playing any actual music, though. Uh, he, he did. Apparently, he could destroy a whole building. Oh, yes. Well, I had, that, I had, without I, making a noise. That's that, right. that, that just shows how lame epic is. Sub, sub it, took me, it took me 10 minutes to do it. Sure. Sub, sub, <laughs> harmonics. sub harmonics. Yes, I could sing without making any noise, and I could cast spells without anybody noticing them. So was, I was just playing a tank, Dan. And who says Epic's awesome? Don't count me among them. I loved Epic. Epic was, Epic was fun. Lame. I had a good time with Epic. And it's not because I wasn't a part of it. It's because he's lame. That character was uh, constructed to replace a character that I had. Uh, uh, he had, had died, I think. He had either died or I'd shit him. I can't recall. What, did you, what are you talking about? Tyler Durden had uh, replaced another character that I had. You're, you mean you're like your first character in, in that group? Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember. I noticed. <laughs> you don't remember anything. Shut the fuck up. I remember my stuff. Chronicles, Mike, can you weigh in on this? Do you remember this who burning no, topic? Uh, no, I don't remember. I'm sure it was somebody who had low stats. If Mike doesn't remember, this character was very forgettable. Carl. Carl? No, that Carl was the uh, drunken master from the Brewsters campaign. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I very briefly had a female human fighter. You were playing the paladin. Yeah, that's just, you abandoned that character for Bajaloon. Far I remember doing that, yeah, because... And I was I, pissed. I, I remember when you did that, I was pissed, because I was playing Owen, and Owen was the only 
He was lawful neutral. He was the only semi-good character in the group next to yours. Yours was actually good, where mine was lawful neutral. I'm just going to say that uh, you, no, you guys talking about your past campaigns is just it's compelling content. And also a failed experiment with the four loco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's safe to say. On thanks, that note. Thanks for joining us on Gamers Table. Bye. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamers Table and like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual properties discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent from Side Tangent Productions.